Welcome to the FaceTime with God podcast. I'm your host, Kay Farrar, and yes, you have tuned in to the right place because we're bringing Christ to the culture and the culture to Christ. The gospel's not for old times, it's for all times. So we've got relevant topics, real people, and we're starting right now. Today, we have the privilege of welcoming none other than Ryan Young. Good to have you and congratulations on your win as one of the newest school board members in Henrico County representing the Fairfield District. Absolutely. Thank so you. how does it feel? Uh, it's still surreal. Um, I think it's Friday. The election got certified on Monday. Wow. So it's been about three days now. Isn't but I'm something? excited. It was a long process. Um, I was the last person to enter the race and finish first. So wow. Yeah, so it's been exciting. I'm still taking it all in. We're getting ready to do some amazing things. Right. Yeah. So literally the last became first. Yes, literally. <laughs> and on the and on the ballot. It, oh really? You I was would, the last person. Okay. I last person. Okay. I think they go by how many who gets on first. Uh, so being which, the last one to get being on. Fair, yeah. Actually. Yep, yep. But I've always been last. My last name Young. So alphabetically We've always been at the end, so and I was used to it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. And I love what you're wearing today. Um, we both went to the—well, you're, you're a coach right now at yes. my old high school. Because yep, yep. did you go there? I graduated from Okay, Hirico. so at our old high school, you're a coach. Yes. How does that feel, going back to the school that you went to and uh, being a coach? Yeah, and- it's amazing. I, um, I had other job opportunities, other assistant coach opportunities. It was only one— Location that I would go to, go back to, and that's Henrico. Okay, um, it's just because I was born and raised there, graduated from there, and then my youth league feeds Henrico High School, so it's in the area. So that was the only school that I personally would sacrifice time and energy to go back right. to, and and kind of pour back into the kids that's from the same place I'm from. Right. Yeah. So you actually you you teach at the school as well, and then coach. No, also? absolutely no. I have a full time oh. job. I work at CoStar. Oh, I'm a okay. uh, I'm a research consultant over at CoStar. Wow. Um, so no, I don't. I just coach at Henrico. Um, the head varsity coach he does teach on campus. Okay. He's a history teacher. I'm the head JV coach and then okay. assistant with varsity. Okay. So some of us are on campus. Okay. Um, no, actually he's the only one that's on campus. All of the assistants. Oh. Um, I know my coaching staff. None of us um, work at the school, but wow. um, my fellow coach he graduated from Henrico as well. So. Okay. It's okay. like it's it's family over there. It's family. Yeah, yeah, I like yeah, that. And yeah. I saw on one of your slogans you said Fairfield is family. I yeah. really like that. Yeah. I like it's, that. It's the truth. It's the truth. Um I've never left. I I tell this story a lot to different people. When I was nineteen, I coached my I call him my nephew, but it's really my youngest cousin. Okay. Um so I grew up he grew up under me, so I used to come back home on the weekends to coach him. Okay. And I used to run the program, the Chamberlain Youth Basketball League. I had a couple divisions. That I was in charge of. I used to run it out of my dorm room. Okay. And I came back home to coach on the weekends. Wow. Raid mom's refrigerator, wash clothes on <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> and then go back to school. And I did that for four years. Um, so I've wow. never left this area. It's always been my youth league is in this area. So I always okay. say Fairfield is family. Like I've never, I've never left. I've never lived outside of the Fairfield. Wow. District. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's just so much I want to ask you. So, okay, so where did where did you go to college? ODU. ODU. Okay. 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 Major in criminal justice, minor in public law. 
All right, and now you said you're a research consultant. analyst consultant. Yep. yep, at CoStar. Okay, what is that? What is that like? Like, what so is it's, it's a data driven company. Um, okay. It's probably Richmond's um, fastest growing company. It's a global company. Okay. Fortune 500 company. Wow. Um, we're building a new building downtown right now. Wow. Um, and I work in the Kansas City market, and we do analytics. Um, it's no different than um, when you houses that sell. Mm-hmm. You do comparables. Mm-hmm. I do the same thing on the commercial side. Um, so hmm. we advise, we consult, um, and we we are data driven. So we're constantly wow. getting the data. So people hire you to do their analytics for just different companies, and it is it in one I would industry. Say they, they pay CoStar uh-huh. for us to to work with us. Gotcha. Yeah. But I mean, is it all industries, or is it no, a it's certain just industry? It's just commercial properties. Commercial properties. Commercial properties. So CoStar ah. is the parent company of Zillow. I mean, not Zillow. Let me correct that. Uh-huh. Commer- Loopnet.com, okay. Apartments.com, huh. Homes.com, and HomeSnap. So wow. we're the parent company for all of those. And this other biz by sale, wow. we have tons of um, companies that's underneath the CoStar brand. And that, that is so interesting. And yeah. I, I'm serious. I like to hear this part, too, because people who listen to our podcast, mm-hmm. um, they're very socially conscious, right? Yep, yep. Um, they're very character. You like we're all about substance, yeah, right? Absolutely. But also information, right? In business, mm-hmm. and so all of these facts and things. I mean, it's, it's very interesting, and I know our listeners will enjoy hearing about it. So, tell us a little bit more about your run. Um, was it what you expected? How much work was it? What was your schedule like in order to be able to launch a bid for the school board? Mm-hmm. First time running for some type of office. Yep. Just what was that process like? Yeah, so it's. Um, I always say it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. And I've done some pretty hard things from switching industries, okay. work, being busy, travel basketball, high school sports, running a youth league, running multiple youth leagues. But this is literally the hardest thing I've ever had to do because I've always given back mm-hmm. to the community. Now I was asking the community to come back and give to me now. So it was a it was a hard ax mm-hmm. um, just to, you know, that, you know, normally I'm going to um, some of my friends that are more well off mm-hmm. asking for donations for kids. Like I got ah. I got two kids that can't afford to play. Mm-hmm. Can you sponsor them? Mm-hmm. So it went from can you sponsor those two kids to I don't want you to take the sponsorship away from them kids, mm-hmm. but I'm asking you to support me on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Can you donate this way? Mm-hmm. So donations were hard because I'm so used wow. to ag- and, and donations. You need them mm-hmm. when a campaign. Um, I don't. I think the average person understands when you donate to a campaign, like every yard sign, mm. every uh, mailer, every um, yard stake, mm. uh, anything that you do, you got to report and you need money for it. Like I was uh-huh. luckily um, I had some really good people behind me. Um, my parents mm-hmm. <laughs> were my biggest supporters. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was the hardest thing was raising the money. Mm-hmm. Um, the easiest thing was the door knocking. I love mm-hmm. that the most because I got out here to meet people mm-hmm. for the first time. Like I'm known ish, but mm-hmm. not well known. Mm-hmm. I'm not known to the community that's 60 and over. Mm-hmm. I'm also known to that school age parents, which is your 22 to maybe 45, 48 range. Mm-hmm. But 50 plus are the voters. Mm-hmm. So I had to get out wow. here and knock on people doors that didn't know who I was and mm. didn't know what I was about. So that was the fun thing about it. I got to meet new people. I, As a candidate, I sucked at it because I spent too much time on doors. <laughs> <laughs> My campaign man was like, hey, two minutes. Like, come on, we got to get, we had 60 doors to do in a day. I got through 20 because <laughs> I had such long conversations serious? because people wanted to know wow. you. And, and I think it takes time and I appreciate it. Like, mm. that was my favorite part because I came back home with stories every single day wow. on who I met. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, likewise, those, they hadn't seen a candidate in Fairfield District for so long. 
Wow. Mr. Frank Thornton was here for 20 plus years. Wow. Not sure how many doors he knocked after. Right. <laughs> Once he started doing the right. work and having his name, people trusted yeah. him. Yeah. And then you had um, Mr. Roscoe Cooper. Mm -hmm. He had been there for eight years. Mm -hmm. So once you start getting the work done, people can see your work and you don't necessarily have to knock on the door per se. Because right. they right. already know what you have. And so it's been almost eight years since a person has gone and mm. saying, hey, I'm, I'm running for something. Um, yeah. Get to know me. Um, so that journey was hard. Um, you know, we had the Canvas Neighborhoods. Um, it's tough on family life because I get off work at 6. Mm -hmm. I work 6. I door knock from 6 to 8.45 mm -hmm. and then go home, eat, repeat. Mm -hmm. um, so when time went back, we didn't account for that. <laughs> and so it got dark at 6. And it was like, yeah. okay, there's no door knocking now. Wow. Um, I think early vote started mm -hmm. in September so mm -hmm. people could go to the polls mm -hmm. on uh, any time during the week to go cast a vote. So now you had to have people out there early vote, which I didn't have a lot of support. I had a, um, I had two people. I had Brandon and Brian. They were two 20-year-old kids, wow. kin to me. Um, they like family. I mean, mm -hmm. Brian is family, but mm -hmm. Brian is just like it now. Yeah. But they went out to the polls for me every day, Wow. volunteered, and just handed out my literature as people came to vote. Um, and I attribute, I won by 61 votes. So wow. <laughs> I attribute wow. everybody had a, a role in this 61. That's I tell them all the time. Like I'm sure my early vote guys, Brandon and Brian, got me 61 votes. Wow. I'm sure my wife got me 61 yes. votes working. I'm sure word of mouth got me 61 yes. votes or yes. post or yes. even you guys. Yes. Being able to post the material that you did yeah. for me yeah. garnered me 61 votes. So it's yeah. like a, it's a shared, it's a shared experience. Wow. With everybody. I did not realize it was that close. Yeah. Like I I'm serious. When I saw, just. The way you guys kind of took over <laughs> this neighborhood for one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for those who don't know, you know, Ryan's my neighbor, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, and his signs were everywhere. And then as you leave the community, you know, the local malls, you know, mm -hmm, the, mm -hmm. stores all around. Yeah. It's like your stuff was everywhere um, on Election Day. Man, it was it was just it was just so cool to see Trumika was there. Yeah. Your kids were there. Yes, they were out there. Like, Six and Trumika was like, she saw me, she kind of gave me a nod, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm on." Yeah, yeah. She was on like everybody. I mean, she was on. She was. It. She was, she was and, on it. And I, I think you grow as a candidate. Like I grew as a candidate, and honestly, she grew as a candidate as well because. Yeah. We went from not knowing what the 30-second elevator pitch is because you can't wow. get 10 minutes with every person, right? Yeah. So you got to pick out 30 seconds of what you want to say. Wow. Her 30 seconds was totally different wow. than my 30 seconds. Wow. You know, her 30 seconds included her uh -huh, and the family uh -huh, and the kids uh -huh. and, and what life is like with Ryan. Okay. And my 30 seconds was saying that, yes, I'm married and we have four kids, a uh -huh. third grader, a seventh grader, a 10th grader, and a college student. People can relate to having a child at every level of education. Right. That's an instant you know what, this guy, at least at minimum, he has kids that are in every every level of education. So that opens up the conversation. It's mm -hmm. just like, well, you know, I'm going to be here a while. Yeah. If I want what's best for my kids, I definitely want what's best for yours. And I think that conversation mm -hmm. was what allowed me into people's mind and hearts because you can lead with that and now the conversation can go wherever that person takes it, whereas her conversation was totally different. And, you know, people love to see okay, his wife is out here. Yeah. His family is out here. People resonate with that. Yeah, They resonate because, you know, family is everything to mm -hmm. me and mm -hmm. to a lot of people. Um, and you don't get to choose your family, right? Right, like, right, So, right. you know, it's everything to us. Um, so her story and my story were totally different, and yeah. it worked. And I will say this, um, when doing anything, you need to own your, your area first. Mm. If I didn't mm -hmm. do the work where mm -hmm. I lived, 
it would make no sense for yeah. me to go into other neighborhoods. So I, I made sure that I, I put my neighborhood first mm-hmm. and made sure that we were a presence here before I started expanding into other neighborhoods. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, you know, one thing um, that really stood out to me, and I want you to talk a little bit about, you know, your youth league, how you started it, how long it's been going on, yeah. just how that knit you to the community and gave you just an uh, inside look at really what is needed um, mm-hmm. from the standpoint of the kids and also just in the school system. But talk a little bit about, about yeah. your league, so, how long you were doing it. And- yeah. So the, I actually played in the league. So I know the misconception is that I, I founded it. Okay. But I didn't find I didn't. I okay. played in it. Um, a guy named J.B. Brooks, hmm. he started the organization. He lives in Chamberlain Farms. He still wow. lives here today. Wow. I was actually refereeing a baseball game as a 17-year-old out at Chamberlain football. And he was like, hey, won't you come coach? He was a good basketball player. Won't you come coach? I was like, no. <laughs> and then he was like, you should do it. And I said, all right, I'll do it. So then I did it as a 17-year-old. I was in high school because I was a baseball player. I didn't play mm-hmm. basketball my senior year in um, high school. I played okay. baseball. Okay. So I was like, all right, coach. So I was 17-year-old. I just out there. I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I, I did find it fun mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. actually give back. So I went on to college, and then I head coached. And then after, I think, a year or two, I was a division commissioner. I had, like, a division oh, or two wow. where I was in charge of. That's pretty cool. Um, and then it passed on to another guy. And then um, that guy left and went back to California. And the league was just left there, and I picked it up. And when we picked it up, we had 110 kids. Wow. Um, and we grew it to over 800 now. And it's been a process. Wow. So I think I've been in, like actual director and in charge of the league for almost 12 years now. Um, and not to age myself, but I'm 36. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was doing it at 26, 24. Wow. So I was relatively young. Um, but people don't understand uh, kind of the seeds that you sow um, early on. Like a lot of the people that I coached voted for me. Wow. Their parents still live in the Fairfield District. So people don't understand the, the grassroots or the what I actually had in the community, even though the kids no longer played and they had graduated and moved on. Mm-hmm. The parents still lived there. Yeah. Most of time you get a house, you're not moving. <laughs> I mean, maybe once or twice, but yeah. for the most part, those families that have come through. So when we say that number, oh, we got 700 kids and 100 cheerleaders. Well, if you expand that over the last 20 years of me doing this, wow, that number is more like 10,000, mm-hmm. 11,000, 12,000 mm-hmm. families. All right, here comes the analytics. Yeah, I you see know, it. So, I see you, it. <laughs> so if you spread that out, those uh-huh. families still are here. Yeah. You know, and, and they showed up. They showed up for me. I did a robocall. I'll tell this story. I did a robocall, hmm. and um, I recorded it. It took me like 20 times. <laughs> so I recorded it, sent it out, and then you always wonder, is it going to reach people? Mm-hmm. Are they going to pick up? Because it only can go to house phones. It can't go to the cell phones. Yeah. So I had a lady call my cell phone. I still had her number. It was said Cotman. I said, well, I got the number. I'm going to answer. I was like, hello? She was like, I just heard a robocall from you. I wanted to know, are you the same guy that coached my son? Wow. And I was like, that's me. And she was like, I'm going to call you right back. I said, okay. She called me right back. She's like, I just told everybody. I just got you like 25 <laughs> votes. Like, I just told yeah, all of my family at Fairfield. Yeah. It's like 20 of us. And I'm wow. like, just from a robocall and from her child playing seven or eight years ago, seeing the face, thinking it was me. So that's awesome. But when you expand that to knowing kids, mm-hmm. you understand what they need and what they want. Mm-hmm. You understand the struggles they have in school, the behavior issues. And I will always say that it's always 90% of the kids are really, really good. Mm-hmm. 10% just need a little help. Wow. Need a little attention, need a little love. One of my sayings is that, you know, children that I love go to school to learn. Those mm. that aren't go to school to be loved. Mm. So when you lead by that wow. and you come from that premise and that, that lens, mm-hmm. you don't see a kid acting out 
for behavior is you see a kid that just needs attention and love. Mm-hmm. So if we, when you lead, when you look at things that way, it kind of helps you and molds you into kind of helping that child out. Yeah. Yeah. So really, in a sense, you are not saying that you're going from, because you're still going to be doing the league and everything, right? Absolutely. So, but I guess you're adding to your individual interaction with young people and their families. Now you're adding to it sort of the behind the scenes from the standpoint of, you know, the school board. So it's almost like, um, so I guess a question that I have for you, right? In this role, um, being on the school board, do you see it more as something where you can influence things from sort of a inspirational standpoint? Mm-hmm. Or do you feel that operationally, right, you can actually enact, do things that would make a difference? I mean, you know, laws are passed, policies are written, all yeah, of that. Yeah, and I understand. Yeah. And yep, yep, yep. they do, you know, guide things. But in terms of people on the street, <laughs> yeah. People in the classroom, the yep. students, the teachers, does it? Is there really a change? But how do you see your role yeah. uh, now um, as a school I, board member? I would say a combination. I'd be remiss if I didn't say a combination because there's some operational things that we need to take care of. Okay. But it's also some inspirational things, right? So you can resonate with my story. A lot of mm-hmm. people can. Being from here, mm-hmm. going to all the schools, graduating from the schools, you can resonate with that story. Um, but my biggest thing is I want to see our teachers and our parents and our students, I want to see a better interaction between them. And I think I can bridge that okay. gap. I think my youth league has taught me, it's not the answer, but it has taught me how I can bring the community together. Now, I bring it together through sports. Now I'm going to bring it together through schools. Mm-hmm. We got to get more PTAs. Our PTAs are dwindling right now in the Fairfield District. So trying to get those parents back involved will be not my number one thing because we got some other issues we need to take care of like staffing mm-hmm. and teacher shortage We got and teacher pay. Mm-hmm. So we got to hit on some of these things because we got to retain our teachers and recruit new teachers because mm-hmm. it is a, a declining industry right now. Yeah. Um, so we do have to address that so we have proper, but we need parents to get back into schools. I will always advocate for our parents. We need y'all. Hmm. We need y'all back in the kids' lives. It's, none of this gets accomplished if mom and dad stay out of it. Yeah. So I want to re-engage with them whether it's town hall means, whether it's I'm just coming to your neighborhood and you get to see me. But I think being a presence is going to help. You know where you can find me. I'm at Henrico High School. Pull up my basketball schedule. I'm there. You want to see me? You want to see me in person? You want? You got concerns, questions? There you go. Saturdays, I'm at Wilder, Brooklyn, Henrico for the youth league. Mm. Come see me. A lot yeah. of the kids are already going to be there. Come see yeah. me. Like being a presence definitely helps because parents, they let things bottle up until it kind of just flows into anger. But if I'm there, you can tell me about the little issue that mm-hmm. you're having before it becomes a big issue. So I think that being a present leader and being out here in the public and just a regular guy, like I'm not going to be in a suit and tie every day. I might, I'm a yeah. basketball coach. I ran, <laughs> as a, I ran as a basketball yeah. coach. Like, so yeah. you're going to see me as a normal person that's very approachable. Um, but I see my role as being a little bit of both. Um, but just my presence, I think, helps and also inspires kids. Like. The whole Henrico, I had cheerleaders out there working the polls for me. Mm-hmm. Henrico students did a video um, saying vote for Ryan Young. Oh, wow. They were engaged in politics all of a sudden. We had young people out here door knocking with us. We had them passing out literature with us. They are involved in politics in a way that I wasn't in high school. Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you who was running for anything in high school. Right. And they actually now know a person who's graduated from their school, went to college, ran for something and won. 
and not to be left behind, but my campaign manager, best friend, whatever you want to call him, his name is Chris. Mm-hmm. His wife is Destiny LaVille Bowling. Okay. All right. Literally, she's at the school with us. She's our delegate now. Yeah. So not only did these kids see a basketball coach become a school board member, but they also saw the other coach wife become a delegate. Yeah. And she's the second youngest delegate to ever hold the seat. Yeah. And the youngest woman ever to hold the seat. So she's breaking and shattering records of her wow. own. And you see us together all the time. So not only do you have your state leadership, you have your local leadership, and then you have Mr. Roscoe Cooper, who, I mean, he's with us too. So, I mean, just all of us being able to work together, it's going to be what's best for the kids, wow. the best with funding, best with getting involved. So, I mean, this whole Fair Fair District has been kind of revamped in a sense and with some new awesome. ideas and some fresh blood in there. That is so awesome. So awesome. Yeah, I I, I knew it was a connection with Destiny. Yeah. I didn't quite know what it was. A lot of people don't. Yeah, I, I'm going to see if I'm going to reach out to her to see if we can interview we gonna her, her as we well. We're going to get her on here. I, I, I would love, I would love, love to interview and her. And she's an amazing person. Like her story, I'm yes. not going to share it because it's her story, but it's an amazing story. I'm looking forward to hearing her story. It, yes. was, it was so funny because, you know, every now and then we get people canvassing, just selling things. Yeah, yeah. And I'm not too much for opening my door, uh-huh. you know. And, and so one day she knocked. And it was on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, who is this at my door? And so I looked. And what I noticed it was a, you know, young black woman. Yeah. Looked very nice, yep, presentable, yep. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she was standing there to be seen because a lot of people, you know, they ring the bell and then they hide from the camera. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, okay, let me go see what this young lady's talking about. And she... And so we met and we, we talked for a good little minute. We had a yeah. good conversation. And I was like, you got same like I did yeah. with you. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, and the funny thing is, um, also one of your other uh candidates mm-hmm. that did not win, yeah. our neighbor from down the street, he told me to to share congratulations with you. But it was so funny, he and I went to the same church. Oh wow. And if anything, I would have been supporting him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you asked me first as far as putting a sign out mm-hmm, and everything. Mm-hmm. And yep. so I supported you and just when we talked and I found out that you were a coach and just Yeah. yeah I I don't know what it was just like <laughs> Yeah. Don't even worry about it. You got my vote. Oh, yeah. You're going to win. Like, you get, we're behind you type of thing. Um, Just because it was, it was a really, really good connection. And my heart is for the schools. My mom was a teacher, by the way. Um, She, yeah, she taught for around 40 years. She taught in uh, Richmond Public Schools. And then, you know, I've um, been a substitute teacher in Henrico. I might go back because I'm probably getting ready to retire again. Okay. okay, So I might go back and do a little something. That's part of the recruitment. Yeah, I might go go back and do a little something. I mean, maybe. We'll see. Um, And and then I also um, was, you know, with the Boys and Girls Club Mm -hmm. and um, Martin Luther King Junior School, which is one of the toughest schools in the city, Mm -hmm. so much so that all the teachers, you know, went on strike. They left. I don't know if you remember that. I don't know if you ever heard about that. This has been a few years ago. Yeah. Oh, they (laughs) would... They 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 were like mm, we can't yeah, see yeah. see you we we can't do this because it's just so tough so many challenges and, and speaking of that that's one of our um, key points is that we're coming in and we're advocating for collective bargaining for our teachers wow so, we're, so I, that's I, new that's new for Henrico Richmond already has a um, collective bargaining agreement okay but it's, it would be transformational if we were able to wow. get this accomplished in Henrico. So our teachers can have a actual voice, but not only teachers, the support staff, the bus drivers, the cafeteria workers, like they need they need this. It's, yeah. it's time for it. 
Um, I'm not, you know, got to be worked out. Like, yeah, it's a lot yeah, of things yeah. that goes in, that go into this, but we're definitely advocating for it because we want teachers' planning periods to be their planning periods. Mm-hmm. We want their time off. They got to work over. We want them compensated for it um, because a lot of work teachers do is beyond the bail. Yes, it is. Even though they can leave when that bell rings. Um, so we're advocating for collective bargaining the next four years for our teachers. That is serious. Yeah. That is so serious. Well, I'm excited. I think we, we are. I'm just checking my time over there. Oh, yeah, we yeah, out yeah, of time. Yeah. I think I, I got to uh, two or three of my questions. I had uh, you sure you, about seven. If you got some more, you good. You... No, you know what we do. You always save something for next time. Okay, right? okay, so, okay. So we'll save it for next time. But we'll give you the final word, whatever it is you would like to share, how we can engage, what support you need, even from people like me. I don't I don't have any kids. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. one thing I will say, I'm, I'm going to let you answer that, but one thing I will say, and I'm serious, I want to go on record with this, uh, with what we're doing, you know, and I'm starting a ministry, mm-hmm. right? Okay, for our ministries, we're doing, you know, this podcast. Um, what we what we are looking to do is bring Christ to the culture and the culture to Christ, which mm-hmm. I know that's a little bit separate from what you're doing. Right, right, right. But again, social justice, information, mm-hmm. being yeah. engaged in the community. Yeah. So it's a little bit different viewpoint. I'm going back to the old school Martin Luther King mm-hmm. type of way mm-hmm. of doing ministry. Mm-hmm. Like we want to be engaged, get things done, yeah. make things better for our people, for our community and that kind of thing. But um, so education is is really important to us. But for somebody like me that doesn't have kids, you know, mm-hmm. how can I help? But I do want to share this with you. Please put us on your list. Like, okay. seriously. Yeah. If you have a, a child, mm-hmm. they can't afford their uniform yep, or they yep. need some, you know, y'all don't wear cleats in basketball. <laughs> I know. I do know that much. But, you know, whatever. If yeah. they need some gear or whatever, gotcha, they gotcha. some fee, school fees, yep, please yep. put us on our, because we want to sponsor and we want to help yeah, kids. Yeah, and that's, and that's necessary, especially for the youth league. So many people aren't able to afford it. Um, we're not, like, backed by any major corporations. My company does um, sponsor some kids. Um, CoStar does. But... We have a lot of kids that's just sitting at home, and they could be doing things. So wow. we definitely need sponsors to step in and help out and contribute um, that way. And then being on in the Fairfield District, being on the school board now, I'm going to have town halls. I'm going to have a lot of them. Like, I literally want to hear from the people. I, I don't want to go in there with my agenda. Mm-hmm. I want to go in there with our agenda. Right. Um, I always say this, we over me. It's amazing what can be accomplished when no one cares who gets the credit. That's wow. been my. That's been my models since I've started running any leagues or doing anything is that if you worry about credit, you're in it for the wrong reasons. So I'm about getting the community together, hearing their voices, understanding what's going on. Uh, had somebody ask, like, what's your top two or three things? I said, I can't tell you that yet. Because <laughs> I'm going to meet with the teachers. I'm going to meet with the That's principals. Important. I'm going to meet with the parents. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to factor in all everything and then I'll give you my top five or my mm-hmm. top ten or my top twenty. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to have town halls. It's going to be local. It's going to be energetic. Uh, it's going to be new. I'm a different type of person, like as far as leadership wise. Um, I'm more inclusive. I want you involved. I want to hear from you. I don't care whether it's bad or good. Let me hear it, but just don't come with the bad. Mm-hmm. Like, we're going to do a lot of really good things, and we want people to know the good things that we're about to accomplish and do, but we also want to hear your voice on what we can improve at. So, I just want people to know that I'm an open leader. My door is always open, it's never closed. Um, and then, like you said, I'm faith-based mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I just told you about sowing seeds. Yeah. I tell everybody all the time, 
you reap where you sow. Mm -hmm. And I've been sowing in this community for so long that I'm just happy to reap the benefits um, of it. So, but I just want to thank you for having me. I can't, wait to, I can't wait to watch. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm going to get Destiny on here for you. Please do. I would love that. She's amazing. You're going to love her. Um, and then try to get her husband on here as well because he's, I would he's love interesting it. as well. I think, I think you got a nice lineup that you can come up with and, and really, really get some things done. Awesome. We appreciate I, you having us. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank we'll you. we'll have you back at some point yes, please to, do. to please, check please, in. Please, yes. And when you do your town halls and yes. all of that, we'll put that up as well Amazing. Um, so that we can help get the word out. Maybe when we do a town hall, you can do a QA. and a I would like, love it. Like, set the cameras it. up, let the parents come up, let them ask questions. I would love it. You can answer, you can that, moderate. That, that would be like, awesome. We're looking for that. different energy. We're looking, for different, we're looking for a different way to engage. And if people can turn your podcast on or your video on and get the information they need at home, that's necessary. Absolutely. So please think about it. I would love to do it. Consider it done. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> All thank right. You. Thank you, sir. All right. All right. Bless you. Yeah. That's, crazy. that's a wrap on our very first edition of Accountable Elected Officials here on FaceTime with God. Listen, you keep coming back and we'll keep it coming.